The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. I can speak louder if you'd like. <laughs> you going? You need it. You going hard of hard uh, of the hearing there. I got a popcorn in the thing. There you go. Uh, where are we at? Oh, we're at seventeen hundred. Champ is where we are, and of course, like we said, steak night here at G Migs. Come on down and join us. Yes, we're about a half hour early this week. You and I basketball up. At the bottom of the next hour, we have a little modified show here. We're going to go uh, with only one break. So uh, they're throwing curveballs at us, but we can handle it, I think. We'll get Tom We are trained professionals. We are. Trained? Well, we've done it a long time. We've been doing this a long time. We're experienced professionals. That we are. We're experienced. I don't know about even professionals. No, we're clearly amateurs. at, At this point. So... What's going on in the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes? Well, let's see. There's a pretty big football game this week. Basketball opens up on both sides of the coin, and uh, there's a lot to talk about for all of that. And in, in, uh, I, I guess, obviously, you lead off with a big game up at Wisconsin this week, uh, the number 18 Hawkeyes, both uh, AP and uh, Coaches Bowl, against number 16 Wisconsin, and, both AP and Coaches Bowl. And I guess we'll find out tonight where the Hawks fall in the uh very first uh, college football playoff. How about number 17 right at, right up the middle? I'm going to guess somewhere in that neck of the woods. And uh, I would guess Wisconsin right around 15 or so. Um, that will be interesting. It's at halftime of the Kansas-Duke uh, basketball game, which starts at 6 on the worldwide leader. And uh, so we get a little... We a little precursor to that. We'll be off the air, I would guess, by the time that comes out. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, it's always good to be rated in that poll. Um, no question. The Hawks have got everything in front of them as it relates to the Big Ten West. And it starts on Saturday up at Camp Randall. And they are going to have their hands full. There's no question about it. Wisconsin's very good. Uh, obviously, Ohio State took it to them. I don't know if it's a fluke that Illinois beat them. It seems to me like Illinois is playing better football, but, um, you know, Wisconsin has a stout defense. They have a great running game. And really, to me, they're Achilles heel. If, and I don't know if Iowa would do this. Let's go man-to-man on the, on the outside, put one safety back, and have basically put eight in the box the entire game. So uh, this game on Fox at 3:05 on Saturday, and that's exactly what both Illinois and Ohio State did. That's how they that's how they played the defense. And uh, it sounds like uh, in, in reading um, a little bit on Tom's website today that uh, Jack Kerner, uh, the one of the safeties, obviously on the Iowa team, starting uh, from uh, West Des Moines, uh, West Des Moines uh, Dowling, uh, indicated that that's kind of what he's been practicing all week. He's walking right up there next to the line, playing a lot more run defense. Uh, Michael O.J. Mudia saying that, uh, you know, hey, I, I like being on an island. It's okay. I can guard one-on-one. Uh, so it sounds like Iowa has a chance to uh, to be doing some of that. They're going to go 4-3 for the majority of the game, unless, uh, unless Wisconsin comes out with three wide, in which case they may end up with the cash. But, uh, you're looking at possibly Iowa doing just what you said because it certainly worked for Illinois, who didn't have that style of a defense. They're playing better football, you're right. 
And then, of course, a good defensive team like Ohio State just completely shut down Wisconsin with that uh, with that scheme. So what you're doing, basically, is you're begging the quarterback to beat you. And if uh, your corners and your one safety can figure out how to guard, uh, you might be in pretty good shape. Well, you could be. And, you know, the last time that I went to uh, Wisconsin, they scored two touchdowns, but they were both on defense. Yeah, you know. Um, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. So it is something to think about. Iowa hasn't scored an offensive touchdown there for they because fifteen was the time before that they'd been there right two thousand fifteen well, didn't we win that ten to six so it was, yeah one one offensive touchdown I think it was like a ten yard drive after a fumble too well and I mean you know that in order for Iowa to win there's a reason Iowa fans are a little pessimistic about this it's because it's we've had it's been tough well, sledding up there in the first place well it hasn't Iowa or Wisconsin won six of the last seven yes. or something to, yeah. to that effect and. Yep. Scott Docterman, I don't know if you belong to or are an athletic subscriber, but he had a good article as to the, how the 2010 No, but game. I am an athletic supporter. Well, and so that's, that's good to be. Yes. It's good to be. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. Yes. And, and you know, he, he pointed to the 2010 game where Iowa basically outplayed Wisconsin for the majority of the game, gave up the fake punt, um, and that turned the tide not in, only in the in, whole series, not yes. only in the game, but in the series and and in the mindset of of Wisconsin, because Iowa had beat them like a drum for many many years, and uh, you know it'd be this series has gone in streaks for so long. I mean, back in when Hayden, Hayden got here, eighteen in a row at one point, right through that through those years and for then Hayden. When, then Wisconsin won, I don't know, five or six in a row, and now then and, Iowa won. And now Wisconsin's yep, on the run, very streaky. So hopefully we can we can find a way to to come out with a victory on Saturday. There's no question about it. Iowa wins this game. Play Minnesota uh, next weekend. Uh, they're going to be favored in their last three games. Um, eight and a half, nine point underdog up up in Madison this week. And uh, I don't know if the total's over thirty. How you don't bet the under. I was hoping they'd get to double figures as far as the uh, as being a d- double digit dog because Iowa plays really well apparently against that kind well, of spread. Well, I think but. I think it came out at nine nine and a half. Got bet a lot of people jumping on Iowa. And got bet down a little bit. I think I saw eight and a half today. So, you know, nevertheless, the early season. If you'd asked us three weeks ago before Iowa played or Wisconsin played Illinois. What would you guess the spread would have been? And I would have been in the twelve to fourteen range, and I would have I would have said Iowa's got about a one in eight chance of winning. And now Wisconsin has shown their Achilles heel. Their quarterback is very, very, very average. Um, Jonathan Taylor's spectacular. I mean, Kirk, and, and that's where they make. I mean, he's. Kirk compared him to uh, Saquon Barkley and, 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 and very and comparable Chris, and Christian yeah. McCaffrey. I don't. I don't Maybe see the McCaffrey. I don't as much. see the McCaffrey no. angle as much. Certainly more Barkley. Although uh, this year Wisconsin has thrown the ball to to Taylor uh, at least early in the season they had, and he's been uh, you know effective out of the, out of the backfield. But nevertheless, you know what you're going to get with Wisconsin. You're going to get this big bruising offensive line. They're going to come right at you. They're going to try to get to the second level with their offensive linemen, make a crease, and let Taylor go. That's why you, that's why you walk eight guys up into the box and see what you can do with them. Uh, a couple of key uh, ins and outs for the week. Uh, it doesn't sound like uh, Welch is going to be back for Iowa. At least he's he's practiced a little bit, Kirk said today, not optimistic, even though he is still a captain. That leaves Jack Campbell, 
and Dylan Doyle, Dylan Doyle. As, as, as your replacement center. Now, let's, let's analyze that real quick. We haven't really talked about this. Jack Campbell was, uh, he had four, he, he's a true freshman. Okay, and right? he, he played one play against Northwestern. And, and he's, he's got, uh, and he had four offers coming out of high school, Iowa, Iowa State, UNI, and like Southern Illinois or something like that. Uh, Dylan Doyle, of course, you knew everybody knew where he was going, but he he did have a Central Florida offer. But other than that, Iowa and Iowa State. So Scott so, Frost thought, so, thought something of him, it, obviously. But my point being, he's not highly recruited guys. These are young guys, and they're going to play a very well, important spot. But they've they've worked their way past a lot of other people in the Iowa scheme to get to this point. You know, and honestly. Josie Jewell was uh, what the last guy to sign Un- in, yep. in the, re- in the yep. recruiting class out of uh, he's out of Decorah, wasn't he? I think so, somewhere up in that northeast Iowa. And uh, so Jack Hockaday stepped in admirably. Whoever heard of him, you know, in the recruiting trail. Middle linebacker for Iowa is a very interesting. Well, Christian Welch wasn't exactly a big name, you know. It's no, just, it, it, you know. And I'm not, frankly, I'm not worried about those guys. Uh, what you have to be concerned about if you're middle linebacker is if they're slower, how can they? How do they adjust in pass defense? Wisconsin just doesn't isn't that team, right? I mean, not to say that they can't be, and they you know crisscross. They're going to run three tight ends occasionally, and those kinds of things get them out there. But this is going to be Big Ten football at its finest, smash mouth. Big Ten football. That's what you're well, going to get. The, that's what you're going to see. That's that. That's that side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, the Hawks do get kind of shot back. And Shot has played admirably. Played very well. Although he's another young guy that wasn't highly regarded coming out, but he played very well at the beginning of the year. Had seemed to have a mean streak that maybe some of the other guys have tried to, to stick in their guard didn't have. And it looks like he's practicing. Uh, they're going to start him if they can. They're not sure how much he's going to be able to play. But if that happens, then I think you've got a way to use Mark Kallenberger either on the left side or leave him in the right, and you shuffle, shuffle those two, and you give the Paulsons a bit of a break and see what happens. <clears throat> and that might help Iowa just a little bit as well. well I don't, that, I don't uh, think there's any question uh, that will help Iowa. You know, it's interesting. I, uh, I think it was on The Athletic where I, I saw a top 100 in the draft. Tristan Wirfs was number three. Yeah. A.J. Epinesa has fallen a bit down to 17. But no mention in that top 100 of Alaric Jackson. So what does that mean? If you try to read the tea leaves, that means he's not in the first three rounds based upon today's mock draft, which is a bunch of... So you may of, have him looking about coming back. Maybe right? maybe that, that gives you an indication that if he's a fifth or sixth round draft choice, that perhaps staying another year at Iowa would be good. I don't think there's any question Tristan Wirfs is going to go in the first round. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. And you know whoever gets Epinesa is going to be really really happy because they're going to probably they're going to probably let him go and rush a quarterback as opposed to be concerned about falling back in coverage, which he's done uh, a fair amount on mm-hmm. in pass plays and worrying about run defense and in cutting the edge. That's in the NFL. I think AJ is going to be just fine as a rush edge, but nevertheless, that's down the road. But it would be nice to see AJ get going and get some opportunity and you know wisconsin's just arrogant enough they might want to just not double team him well and if you change what you're doing and bring some more guys up that they have to worry about blocking it it changes it and leave the you know left tackle out there one-on-one with him maybe aj causes some havoc 
causes some turnovers, gets in the quarterback's face. He only has three and a half sacks, but he's got a lot of hurries. Got a lot of quarterback pressures. And and, and these teams are throwing these, you know, one-step drops and such. Yes. Uh, It's not... That's where if AJ was going against Nate Stanley, he'd probably have five sacks in a game. I, this is the thing. I think a lot of people are one of the reasons that Iowa's defense has been so good in terms of scoring is teams have figured out they're really not going to have a lot of time to throw, so they're doing going with the quick and the quick uh, drops, and they're completing short passes versus a lot of long ones. And yet, Iowa, you yet know, they're not they're, getting that many they're, yards. They're I mean, not get right. They're not. What, what, they're what not going to be able to. Giving up two hundred sixty-five yards. Wisconsin's yeah. giving up two thirty. That's a total of 500 yards for the football yeah. game yeah. Uh, based on averages that these uh, defenses are allotting. Uh, well, Iowa averages 10.1 points on defense a game. Wisconsin, 11.4. And remember, they just gave up 38 to Ohio State. They but they also lower, gave up right? 24 to Illinois. So yeah. it, it's do- Oh, it's doable. It's it's possible, right? It, there's there's ways around it. It's definitely it's definitely possible. You know, and uh, who knows? This game probably end up being 31-30. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. You know. But you, yeah, you never know. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to bounce around a little bit because of uh, the fact that we've only got the one break. So let's do a talk a little bit about uh, men's basketball. Uh, the Hawks, and uh, on that side of the coin, last night they uh, opened up the exhibition season. They'll do things for real on Friday against SIU Edwardsville. Last night it was Lindsey uh, Wilson, not to be confused with Lindsey Wagner. Right. Right. Uh, but Lindsey Wilson, 96-58, to 58, Iowa wins it, um, picked up a big lead early in the first half, really uh, didn't do a lot with some of their starters in the second half. Wieskamp came in with 19 points in like 15 minutes of play. Garza had, you know, uh, 17, 16 points. He hardly played at all in the second half. I think people were fired up about C.J. Frederick. Now, of course, you and I didn't get to watch this game, but uh, C.J. Frederick with uh, 18 points, 6-7 uh, field goals, and uh, four threes out of it. So he's he's your shooting off guard right now. And apparently he can get this shot off. And he plays pretty good defense. Fran actually likes him as a defender right now in terms of not getting out of position. So these are some of the bright spots that they saw well, and, al- along with some some other good numbers. Yeah, and when, when we have Tom on at six, I want to ask him what his biggest takeaway from this exhibition game that there was. I mean, what was the brightest spot that he saw? Was it C.J. Frederick? Was the fact that Jordan Bohannon actually played 17 minutes of basketball in a basketball setting, not practice, whatever. He had to go and, and, and do whatever and see how that went. Did Iowa play a secret scrimmage? They did, Illinois State. Uh, and and it, the, the way they did that is they go like they go like a five- or a ten-minute actual scrimmage, then they, but they stop. In the middle of possessions, they just blow the whistle and stop, and they coach, and then they, then they move on. It's not really... It's it's not really a game situation, right? Is, does, they apparently won how, all four quarters. Is that, that how played, every, everyone does it? Uh, most of them, not all of them. All right. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't. It, obviously, they're secret. It's the way Fran likes to. They're do secret. It, I mean, yeah, how are you yeah. supposed to know? Right. Um, but much like the game last night, very secret. very secretive. Um, I mean, yeah, there's there were some highlights out there. You can get it on BTN Plus last night. How many? Uh, what was the attendance last night? I didn't see that. <laughs> I did not see that. There's a lot. I'm sure there were a lot of empty seats. Wait, was there six thousand people? Uh, probably four or five, I would guess. Yeah, would maybe guess. maybe you get it seven or eight for uh, SIU Edwardsville. That game's on BTN regular Big Ten Network. Last year, remember, all those games were not on. You couldn't see. So them we, we at can all. watch Friday's game. Friday's game we can watch at uh, eight o'clock on BTN, and then Monday night against DePaul. 
Uh, that actually ought to be a little bit of fun. It's on uh, Fox Sports 1 at uh, 7 o'clock on All Monday right, night. There you so go. It's a big Hawkeye weekend. You go Friday night with the uh, with the basketball game, warm you up for the football game on Saturday, and then two days later you got DePaul on Monday night. Well, let's not forget the field hockey possibilities on BTN. Well, uh, I didn't look at the field hockey. I did, did, did want to mention. I did Really? Big Ten regular season co-champs in back, field. Back in black. That's right. They're back at the back at the top. Huh? All right. Well, that's... well, the women's soccer team bowed out of the Big Ten uh, tournament uh, in the uh, quarterfinals, losing to Penn State two to nothing. But they are awaiting their NCAA bid. Is that going to uh, happen? Well, they're fifteen four and one. Apparently, they're right on the. They're kind of like right on the. They're cusp. on the soccer this bubble. Is, this is apparently they're on the soccer bubble, and this is one of the best teams. Uh, you know, we're ever finally had. drive time. We're talking about freaking soccer. Hey, I'm just saying. Wait, wait, you moved me into that when you said something about the. Well, uh, yeah, see, I got it out of the way. So congratulations, got, the field hockey team. Yes. Um, going back to the basketball team a little bit, I, I'm be interested. Here's what I want to ask Tom about. Do you know this? Do you, what is the rule on what? How how he gets to play? Somebody was saying he can play like ten he games. Like ten games. How can you do that and well, still get a medical because, redshirt? Because I believe that the NCAA actually drew a line in the sand and said these are the criteria. Much like football, where they they give freshmen four games, you can play in four games, and if as soon as you play in the fifth. You can't redshirt. Well, 10 is a third of the season. I could see the four. Four, four, four is, is a third of the season, I guess, isn't I it? But is yeah. that so? Uh, this is what I want to find out. Is that, that a redshirt, redshirt, or it's just automatic? He can do it? Or is it a medical one where you have to go back and go, well, we need to have it approved and all that? And how well, far do you want to see that go? Because if you give me a choice, if you give me a choice of a healthy Jordan Bohannon next year, with what they'll have coming back next year, assuming Joe Wieskamp doesn't go pro, and that's something to think about, by the way. Assuming that doesn't happen, uh, what they have coming back next year would be really uh, the place where you'd want to have a healthy Jordan Bohannon versus a semi-healthy one this year with the schedule as it's going and with some of the young uh, younger guys mixing into this. I, I just I just think that it might be better for him to shut it down. That is but we'll see. an extraordinarily selfish thing to say. Oh, I didn't. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not friends with Jordan Bohannon. I think he sounds like a great kid. But from my perspective of as an Iowa fan, I want Iowa to have a magical season at some point so in time. You, and I think next year might so be the you, year. You don't think it can be this year? Uh, I think it can be if he's healthy. But I. I don't see him being healthy the whole year. He has to be healthy, healthy, healthy. The the Jordan Bohannon through this non-conference season so that he can help you win the games against Cincinnati and, so let me and ask Texas you this. Tech and Creighton and Iowa State. And so, you can't just go through their 500. So let me ask you this. At the end of last year, he said he was playing in such, such huge pain on his hip. I think we noticed it where, after he hit the big... Where was he during that stretch of time where he was playing in terms of your health percentage? Was he... 75%? Was he 80%? And nobody knew that he was hurt other than you could sit and watch him limp around and do whatever. But, it, I mean, you know, it's sort of like, God, well, he got bumped. Well, that you know, that hurts. Uh, we didn't realize he had it's a good question. hip dysplasia I mean, I, right. and things of that nature. It's a good question. And so, I mean, if, if he's healthy and trending towards health, 100% health, barring an injury, wouldn't it make sense that by the end of the season, he's going to be feeling better than he was at the end of last season when he was clearly hurt. It it, it would. So the question is, how, at at what point in time do you decide that? Apparently, that somewhere around nine or ten games. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I guess so. And and 
if I'm Jordan, why not play in nine or ten games before you make that decision? Oh, I think you definitely Unless something happens. Yeah, I think. You know, unless you get banged and, and get hurt and, and you know you can't go. But why not? Why not take advantage of whatever the rule is that says you can play in nine or ten, ten basketball games and shut it down? Don't go to the transfer portal. How about Iowa State losing two guys yesterday to the transfer portal? You see this? No. It was two freshmen who basically quit the team and have entered the transfer portal yesterday. Iowa State's Football. basketball team. Basketball. Basketball team. So, Bro, I, I, did not I have this. a huge Iowa State basketball fan who works in my office, and his speculation is they know that Xavier Foster is coming to Iowa State. There's never going to be any playing time for him. But these were guards. Speculation that is unfounded. Then you know. there is there, so Xavier all, all, Foster. All speculation on Xavier Foster is unfounded <laughs> because and and once again, not to blow Tom's horn here, but he's coming on at six o'clock. He's going to tell us what Xavier Foster's dad told him last night. So let's not blow that. Okay, that's called a tease for it's those called, of you it's driving. Called a tease. Uh, Xavier Foster at the Iowa game last night. A kid, you know, from Oskaloosa was there hanging out right. with the Hawkeye and, and, team and in the going, tunnel. And he's and, going to Ames tonight. And he's going to Ames tonight. So, and he's that's where he's been playing. I here's the part that I that I just as a Hawkeye fan growing up growing up as a Hawkeye fan, and he apparently did. I don't know how that choice could be anything other than Iowa. I just don't. I don't know how you can say yes. That's a better basketball from, program, maybe. So I'm going well, there from Iowa but, State fan perspective. Um, if you were going to take a resume of players who've gone to the NBA in the last 10 years since Fran's been there and since Prohm's been there, who has sent more players to the NBA? And the answer to that is Iowa State has. My complete rebuttal to him was very simple. Tyler Cook. Yeah. Big man, talented, left early, playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. Yeah. And he's like, he's, he's not in the G League. He is on the NBA roster. He has scored. Who, so who, remind me again who is actually on NBA rosters from Iowa State. Are you kidding me? I, I just don't even. I, Monte I Morris. Yeah. Naz Long. I know Mitru Monte. Long. Uh, George Niang. There's like six or seven I, from I, from I, anywhere in the last two or three years of. You know, I'm NBA ignorant, basically. Right. I, I couldn't care. I couldn't. I could not. It's I weird. get it. I get it's it. I'm weird. just, I'm just it's almost saying. almost like hockey to me. You know, but you can sit here and, and say uh, Ryan Bowen played for a long time in the but, NBA. But so is that a – my question is, is that a – does that have anything to do with their coaching and the and where they played? If, because to me, all all those guys you just named, they went in as terrific talents and they came out as terrific talents. They were, they were, the guy, they were guys that were going to the NBA from the moment I saw them. Well, and this is what I told him. I said – it has nothing to do with. I believe State. I believe Xavier Foster is an NBA talent who will eventually play in the league at some point, barring injury. So he's got the skills, the athleticism. He can shoot. He can run. He can jump. He can do all those sorts of things, and and play in the NBA. Does it matter where he goes to college? I think is essentially what you're asking, and I'm saying probably not. The bigger question is, which coach do you want to have yelling at you for the next two or three years? Exactly. Do you want Steve Probe or you want Fran? Fran's red Fran, face. Fran does get a red face. All right, we'll come back. We'll grab Tom Caker to ask him some of these questions from HawkeyeReport.com. We come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ.
The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And we're back here at G-Mix in West Point. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you and around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com. It's like having two shows tonight. It's weird. We did the first half at the 5 o'clock hour. We're splitting it. Sports Center in between. And here we're going to finish this up over the next 20 minutes. Get you set for Northern Iowa basketball. Gary Rima will have uh, the play-by-play just in. I'll bet you a dollar you don't know who they're playing. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Old Dominion. Well, that's a real team. It's a real team. It's so a this real is game. The open, this is a real game for them. Though. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I bet this. I bet he loves this team. I bet he does. Yeah. Now, no, I, no one's more excited for his team than Gary Ryan. Five months. Chuck Reed for his Drake Bulldogs is very excited. Oh, that's good. But the Drake is, football. Is, is Chuck in here now? Not yet. He'll be here. I'm sure he's, he's on shows his way. Up later. Yeah. Uh, um, however, five months of college basketball. Five months of college basketball starts t- tonight. You That's know, there's there's time. interesting games tonight with big big teams playing each other. But for the most part, it's Iowa State versus Mississippi Valley State. There you go. On the line with us, joining I, us, we I think. think so. Do you get? It? Do you have confirmation? No. But Tom Caker to FuckeyeReport.com. Are you with us, Tom? I am. Well, good. I'm glad oh, we didn't keep talking much too long, too much longer. Our, our We're about to head so into hard. women's basketball here, but uh, but we'll we'll just put that aside for right now. Although Megan Gustafson's uh, replacement did go 13 for 13 against Winona State the other day, so maybe maybe they, they maybe they will uh, they'll they'll find a way to uh, score a few points this year. We'll talk about that later. Hey, Tom, uh, a lot going on. Not only with Wisconsin, uh, you know, in the Iowa football game this weekend, a big game. Up in Madison, but uh, also last night, the the Hawkeye basketball team kind of hit the floor for the first time publicly, and of course they'll uh, they'll play a real game on Friday night. And I think David and I actually, since we didn't get to watch the game, are we're, we're mo- mostly interested in a lot of your thoughts on on some of what you saw last night um, in, in a number of different ways. And um, I, I think first of all, just to, just out, uh, any thoughts that stood out to you about what you witnessed last night. Um, a little bit. It, it's hard to take a ton away from that game just because of the competition. Um, the Lindsey Wilson team was not great, so um, you have to you have to kind of factor that in. But what you saw, I thought, was a pretty unselfish Iowa team. Um, I, I thought, uh, you know, obviously, I think uh, the most buzz out of the game is, is directed from what C.J. Frederick was able to do on the court and uh, scoring the ball and, and being a pretty solid defender. Um, you know what you get with Joe Wieskamp, and he was really, really good. And Luca Garza around the bucket, I thought Jack Nungy, um just looked more fluid uh, and more comfortable as a player. And he, you know, you could tell the he's a lot stronger. Um, you know, I thought Joe Toussaint was a little... Um, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say scared, but just the nerves got to him early, but he got more comfortable at seven rebounds. Um, I, I just thought they played uh, solid basketball. Patrick McCaffrey, you know, he's going to give him a little energy, kind of a Nicholas Bear uh, type energy uh, on, on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, I, I just thought they were solid. We'll find out more, you know, when they face... Uh, SIU uh, Edwardsville on uh, on Friday night. 
And we actually find out even more when they face DePaul on Monday. I mean, DePaul in the Big East, a solid basketball conference. I'm not saying DePaul's fantastic, but nevertheless, I think they'll find out more on Monday night than they might even on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Every game is, is a little bit more of a, a learning experience, and, and uh, that game Monday you know, against the DePaul team that's you know in the Big East Conference for a reason. I, I know they haven't had great success like they did for many years, uh, but uh, still a solid program. I, I, you know, they've continued to get better and improve. Well, and that reason is they're Catholic. <laughs> well, you mentioned Joe Toussaint uh, having some, some butterflies last night. He only goes one for seven, but he does have seven uh, rebounds. Uh, sounded like he played pretty good defense. The other guy um, who uh, did not score, uh, but I think particularly if Jordan Bohannon ends up uh, not playing for the for the rest of the year, uh, Bakari Evelyn uh, didn't didn't get any points either. But I'm wondering your thoughts on both of those guys defensively. Are we in, are we in a situation where even though they're uh, they're new to the team, of course Evelyn is uh, is a, a grad transfer, so he's a little bit older, but. Where Iowa's defense might be a little bit better on the perimeter this year, just based on them and C.J. Frederick. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, you know what you saw Toussaint do is really be disruptive, especially in the second half uh, on the defensive end. He's able to, um, you know, just uh, be a pest more than anything else, and and I think that's going to help him. Uh, you know, I thought Frederick did a really nice job too, being. You know, strong. He's a strong kid and and uh, knows how to move his feet and play good defense. So I I do think that this team has the potential to be a better defensive team this year, um, just because I I just think they they know how to work together and, and it there's a a pretty good cohesiveness and, and unselfishness on this team uh, that uh, you know Franz noted that and and you can see it on the floor. Well, so good start. Good, it's a good start. Um, Jordan Mohanna last night with uh, 17 minutes of, which is pretty pretty good for him uh, on on that uh, new hip. Uh, now, we were trying to to figure out, Tom. It, it sounds like he he can play up to 10 games and still redshirt. Is that a medical redshirt? And and is that a done deal? He can he can do 10, or is it 10? And he has to have some sort of appeal appro- uh, approved by the NCAA. What is that process they're looking at? Because obviously, it'd be great if you could let him, you know, sort of have an audition and see how it goes. Well, let's clear something up first. He didn't get a new hip. He just he had surgery yeah. on a tear around his hip. We don't want to put him like uh, oh, okay. old like oh, us. But, you know, he's getting okay. a hip replacement or anything. He's right, a little I, I, too I, young I, I for that. I think. Oversold it. I oversold it a little. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he'd be playing basketball on a replaced hip, but. Um, at least they don't recommend that, uh, from what I've been told. Hey, technology um, has come a long can, way, he, baby. He can play up to ten, and then, um, and then he'd have to, um, you know, submit for uh, redshirt for medical reasons. Um, and uh, I would imagine they'll get that; they would get that approved. So, it, you know, I, I don't. I think we're we're still in the early stages. He's clearly. I wouldn't say favoring it, but just being a little cautious out there in the court. And um, and I think it's just going to be a process for him. Uh, he's, he's not 100% yet, 
and uh, it's just going to take time. But I think he wants to give this a shot and see where it goes, and maybe it all kind of clicks into place here in the next couple of weeks. But if it doesn't, he's got this, uh, you know, get out of jail free card in his in his pocket that he can he can submit and uh, end up redshirting. All right, Tom, moving over to the football game this week. I always got their hands full up in Madison where, as Brett and I opined earlier, and factually, Iowa scored one touchdown in the last two, one offensive touchdown. The last two times they've been the up there. The last two times yeah. they've been up there. What do you see uh, the outlook for Saturday's football game? Yeah, there hasn't, uh, hasn't been a lot of touchdowns up there for Iowa. There hasn't been a lot of offense up there for Iowa, to be truthful, and and uh, that has to be a, a concern going into this game that uh, Iowa's offense has has really struggled um, up there. Uh, they just haven't played well. Um, and last time out up there, uh, Wisconsin native Nate Stanley let let Bean in Wisconsin get in his head a little bit, I think, and he's pretty much admitted that, uh, let the nerves get to him. I think for Iowa... It's really vitally, two things are vitally important, and it's just the start of the game on both sides of the ball. Um, it would uh, it would greatly benefit Iowa if they could, um, you know, if they happen to get the opening kick to uh, put points on the board and get some confidence. I think that would relax everybody, and it would greatly benefit the defense if they could uh, uh, get a three and out or something like that against Wisconsin to get them off the field and not let them get points on the board. Because I think if, you know, Wisconsin goes up 7-0 and Iowa goes empty on a first series, this thing could spiral a little bit, um, or at least there's the risk of it. So I think it's really, really important. Uh, the start of the game is going to be really, really important for you Iowa. Know, Wisconsin, I believe, has scored on the first drive, ex- with the exception of the Ohio State game. Of every game. In, in, of every game. Is that right? I think it is. It, it might be. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, in order for Iowa to win this game, basically this has to be a game played around 30 points or less. That's the way I see it. I just don't see any way if Wisconsin goes out and gets ahead, like you said, Tom, 17-3 to three or something like that, where Iowa's going to have the ability to – uh, they just haven't shown it over the last three weeks, four weeks, of their ability to go and have an offensive explosion where they go out and make some big plays and have that happen, especially if Brandon Smith's still out. Yeah, and um, they just they haven't, you're right, they haven't shown that uh, that ability to, to come back. And you can't rely, you know, the last time they were up there, the, the only points Iowa scored were on two pick sixes. So... You can't rely on the defense to get you points either. Um, it's just the offense has got to go out and do their job. I, I do think that if they can if they can get uh, a couple touchdowns, if they've got a real shot at winning the game, it's going to have to. They are going to have to ugly it up. It's going to have to be like the 2015 game where uh, Iowa just kind of uglied it up up there and you know got one touchdown and uh field goal and that was about it and then that was, it was good it. enough and you know you make a couple plays late and uh and you win the game and get out of there with the victory but it's just this series is so weird because iowa had really kind of early 2000s and, and so so on they had kind of 
taking ownership of the series and kind of taking control of it. And then ever since that 2010 game, uh, the, the fake punt game with Bielema, uh, this series has just went in a complete different direction. And, um, and it's, it, it's really strange but because the teams are so similar that you would think it would be pretty equal and one side would win and then the other kind of bounce back. It just hasn't been that way the last uh, you know, 15 years or so. Start will be very important. Um, as far as the offensive line is concerned, Tom, uh, getting shot back this week would be will be a big would be, but likely will be a big shot in the arm. Ha. That's really bad. That was, but but the question really then is is does he does he flow right back into his other his spot at the right guard? Does he move over to left guard so you can keep um, a Kallenberger in there, who's probably played as well as anybody since then at at the guard position um, for Iowa. Yeah, it's uh, what Kirk said today. It'd probably be right guard, and, and and it is a. I'll say this: it's a tough ask to drop a kid who really hadn't played a whole lot, and coming off an injury to drop them in and expect them to perform at a high level in a place like Madison. Um, you know, I don't care who it is. It's just it's just a tough place to play, and it's loud, and, and they're pretty obnoxious up there. Like most road venues in the Big Ten, so um, I think we'll you know we're definitely going to see him. Will he start? We'll see, um, but I, I think you know Iowa's got to look at some different options because the current options haven't worked. Um, I do think Kellenberger, you're right, has played the best of the bunch out of that group, but um, you got to have five solid, and, and you know I, I think they got to give uh, Kyler a shot, no pun intended, and see what he can do. Yeah, you're right. I mean, look at what happened to AJ up in Michigan coming back, you know, early on. So, what do you see, Tom? I mean, I know you don't haven't written your your prediction just yet, but what do you see happening Saturday? It just uh, maybe it's just so much scar tissue from two years ago, but it's just I I, I was going to have to play above what I think they can do on both sides of the ball to sneak out of there with uh with a win uh, can they win sure do i think they're going to win i don't i'm not going to predict a win this week um i just i just have a t- I the thing we all we also have to remember wisconsin's coming off back-to-back losses and they had a bye and that's got to just be living in their heads right now and i just it, my fear is that i was going to run into a buzzsaw yeah that certainly could happen it could all right, Tom. Well, we um, regardless of what happens, we will be uh, talking to you next week, and there will be football. I will be playing another uh, team with with a good record in Minnesota, <clears throat> which almost pains me to say it, but it's true. So uh, we'll break that down. We'll be able to talk a little uh, more hoops as we have seen a couple of games, and uh, we'll check in with you next week. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, thanks, Tom, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Appreciate him uh, checking in each week. And uh, I'll tell you what. So, first of all, you didn't get – I was giving you the X signal. You're supposed to – I was going to let you ask him about Xavier Foster. Oh, I forgot what that was. So, you can just say that the, that what he was talking about earlier today was that uh, Foster's old man doesn't even know where he's going right now. Allegedly, he's going to find out on Friday. And uh, maybe he doesn't find out. Maybe the whole world finds out on Monday that he's going to Iowa. 
and there you go. And on the other the other note, there uh, the Iowa women's team did win their uh, their uh, exhibition ninety eight to fifty three over Winona State, not Winona Ryder. Winona State, Lindsay, I believe, Lindsay is from Nebraska. Wilson, not Lindsay Wagner, and Winona State instead of Winona Ryder. Got you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they do play a real game, Florida Atlantic Thursday night. Um, he shot 74% from two-point range the other day. That's all right. You're right? not going to lose on a game no, shooting that'd a, 74%. That, that'll be all right. All right, so as we finish up uh, here in our last couple of minutes on, on this, by the way, what a, we had a, a, the worst bye week for college football that I can ever – I mean, it was just a, the most boring day. And I, I had family over for birthday parties, so all we had – happy birthday yesterday, by Thank the way. Thank you. And all we had to do was watch football, and there was nothing good to watch. It was awful. And this week. Florida, Georgia. Uh, yeah, that was all right. Yeah, yeah I watched that. It was, it was, Could have played a lot of country music during the game. We did. Florida, Georgia. But this week, we're loaded. We got Minnesota, Penn State. Two at undefeated 11. teams. Big noon game at 11 on Fox. Is it 11 or noon? Well, it's 11, but they call, they call it the big noon game. out. It's because it's Eastern. Ah. It's the big noon game on Fox. They're trying that thing. It's not ah. really working for them, but. Then you got Iowa and uh, Iowa and and uh, Wisconsin on uh, at three thirty, three oh five, three oh five on Fox Sports One, and then so that follows up two nineteen FS One. FS One followed up immediately after that, and I'm sure Iowa State fans are going to love it when the Iowa game goes long. But Iowa State at Oklahoma will be on after that. There's a very good chance that the Iowa Wisconsin game could be over in about two hours and fourteen. Actually, minutes. that's true. A lot of running and no scoring. That Much might, like that the uh, Northwestern happen. game was uh, the under three hour play and first game is, that was done. When is Alabama LSU? I, that might be Saturday night. Okay. No, um, it's not. It's in the it's, afternoon. It's the, I think it's late afternoon. It's yeah, two. It's yeah. the two thirty game on so, CBS. Yeah, yeah. So there might be one TV at whatever sports bar you're at that'll be on that, and the rest will be on the Hawks. But uh, we'll we'll see. Right. Um, I have a birthday. Party as we to get to. to our foundry, we get to our foundry last call here. Obviously, we're going to talk about football. Before we start the basketball season, though, do you have a, a do you have a, a, a W and L in your head oh, of the basketball uh, season? As it as it's upcoming, I, I don't. If to me, if Iowa could get to twenty one or twenty two wins, I think that would get them in the tournament. Well, I think that I think that would. I think that's a tall order for them. I, I, I do. I don't think Jordan Bohan is going to be one hundred percent healthy in play. So, um, and I, I think they're I think they're going to be competitive. I just don't know how competitive they're going to be in all these, particularly early season games. Road and the life in the road in the Big Ten. This is a 16, 16, 17 win team that we're actually going to look at and say next year is going to be really good. And we're going to like what we see because the only people graduating are Ryan Creener, who's giving them a yeoman's. Yeah, there's and, no, and, no you know, chance Luca goes pro. I No, no. Now, Weiss Camp might be uh, a lot of people talking about he may. I, 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 hope, just, I hope not. If everybody stays, um, and, I, and probably he will, if everybody stays and you get Jordan Bohannon back, you give Toussaint and, and a year. You, and if you got Xavier Foster. Because Xavier Foster and, is going to step in and start. And PMAC will be uh, a year bigger, thicker, stronger. I see that you've already nicknamed yeah, him. That's a, I haven't. That's what people are calling him. All right. Time now for our Foundry last call. Brought to you by the Foundry. Oh, we're down to a minute. 30 seconds. Hurry. Uh, I got Wisconsin 20-3. to 3. I got Wisconsin 17-13. 1713. All right. Sounds good. Join you next week on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ.